0: It's the Zach Sang Show.
1: Oh my God. Hello. Beautiful human. Very exciting stuff. Alec Benjamin going to be in the studio in a second. And also I want to give you a free mattress. If you're interested, grab the QR code on my screen or click the link in the description. I'm going to give you the mattress that changed my life. It's called the Vibersonic. There's speakers built into it. So you'll watch movies differently, listen to podcasts and music differently, you'll be able to meditate differently. Plus this thing is a, a just a base. So it aligns to your spine, zero gravity, the whole thing. And there's memory foam. And when you get hot, it gets cold. So check it out. If you want one for free, scan the link. Merry Christmas.
0: If you think the show is messy, <laughs> you should see the studio when Zach leaves. I, I have no idea what I just put my hand in. So, Zach Sang Show. Hi,
2: I'm Benjamin. Hi, hey, Alec. <laughs> Hi, Alec. I put my backpack on to make it look, like, realistic. That no, was really you good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what are you keeping... Okay, in your- wait. I want a free mattress. Do <laughs> yeah, you want one? I'll send <laughs> you Yeah. Wait. Oh, do I need to put these on?
1: It's whatever you want to do.
2: I'm going to leave them off.
1: Brother, you've been on this show so many times.
2: I'm so... Ha- wait. How do I... <laughs> the rules have not changed. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I am really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> um, I love you, too. I, lo- I love you both. I- <laughs> um... Can we do like what's in your backpack? Oh no, you don't want to do that. No, we do. What's in it? No way. Uh, it's too messy. There's pretty much nothing in there. The only thing I have in there is just like my computer, and I have um, what else I have in there? Oh, I have uh, I have over the ear headphones. Um, cool. And then I have uh, what else do I got in there? Like some old like food and stuff. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have in there. But just in case. Some in case I need to. Okay, the other day I was driving. I was. um, I did a. I did a session, and uh, I ordered some food to the session, and I didn't eat it. So I got like spicy tuna on crispy rice. You love that. I know. Maybe I might have told you the story, but I was driving, (laughs) and I was like, if I wait like another twenty minutes, like it's gonna be bad. So I. Decided to eat it while I was driving, and I, I hit a bump on the four hundred five, and it went all over my car. So I was picking up the spicy tuna off like my steering wheel and off the seat next to me, and then now like in this in the wheel well, there's like a little bit of crispy rice that I can't get it out. Those are the kinds of things that are in my backpack. Now, can I take my phone and put it next to me? Is that okay? I'm not gonna. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. All right, sweet. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? I'm doing great. I've had a weird morning. I, you hit yeah. a lot of traffic getting here. I hit some traffic, but also I just like felt kind of weird in the car. So I like stopped uh, at a gas station, and then I continued on my way. But I actually got here like pretty close to 11.30, so that made me feel good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate your time and energy today.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to be here.
1: The music we have we're in a whole new era but also another one
2: another one,
1: uh, another okay. one but <laughs> this is very reminiscent of the mixtape narrated for you era
2: i think so yeah i think um i did some more storytelling stuff and um i did I don't know, I spent a lot of time just at home. I didn't tour really that much last year. I did just, the only touring I really did was I did a a week and a half on the road with John Mayer at the beginning of the year, which was really cool. Got me excited to make songs again. And then I spent pretty much the whole year just writing songs. So I'm still picking out the last couple of songs for the record, but um, I think, yeah, some of it is is reminiscent of that. It feels like it. And uh, yeah, now I'm just kind of, you know, it's like my fourth fourth project it's weird you know doing it again but feels crazy <laughs> it feels i'm like whoa i can't again wow <laughs> it's just as scary every time it's but, just as scary every time
1: but the build-up to this one is different because mm. i mean maybe i'm speaking out of turn but like there's, I got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got it. I mean, you did miss your trainer. <laughs> oh, I just hit my tooth. All right, I'm good. <laughs> I got it. You missed your trainer today. It's, it was showing. I did. Yeah, I know. I can tell. I missed it for like the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Okay, I'm ready.
1: But the build up to this project was different because I don't know. Like, can you explain the state of mind you were in after narrated for you? Hmm. And into that debut album?
2: Well, that was a weird thing because I was touring a lot. I was in a weird state of mind. Um, But also, like, when I released that album, it was during the pandemic. Um, So that was, like, a weird thing. And then... You're talking about the debut. Yeah. That was, like, a weird time to be putting out music. Uh, What was my state of mind? I I feel like I had more success than I thought I was going to have. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know, I it, it was weird dealing with, like, the ups and downs of, like, having, you know, social media numbers for the first time and all that, and I feel like I'm just now kind of coming out of all those things and being nervous, and because now I'm just, like, I feel like this last year I was able to make music and not really, I don't know, I spent a lot of time off of social media, which was good i think when i made my first project i was able to stay off of it and the two in between i wasn't able to do that and i think it impacted just like my overall mental state but also just like the way i made music and stuff so this time i was able to just not be online and not care as much and just kind of make some of the things that i wanted to make so that felt good um but yeah i guess like my my mind Going into or coming out of narrator for you was in a place that I had was unprecedented for me. So like trying to make music after that was kind of an awkward thing.
1: I mean, it's truly like maybe, maybe top two, top three greatest albums in my opinion of uh, all I time. I Appreciate
2: that for me. Like, well, it, I appreciate that,
1: and I know you don't consider it an <laughs>
2: album. Well, I do. I mean, my I guess my League. label just didn't really want to make it an album, so it was like kind of a contractual thing to call it a mixtape, but. It ultimately ended up being counted as an album so i consider it my first album
1: Um, really a such an incredible body of work
2: yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool which (laughs) makes me feel like oh shit like i gotta do that again discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best
1: film of the franchise
2: what a wonderful day
1: It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. I didn't think about the long term. I put so much into that, and I worked so hard on it, and I had so much time to do it. I never thought, like, what comes after? And I'm like, oh, I guess I got to do it again. And here I am trying to do it again. (laughs) It's a lot.
1: Yeah, but the truth is, like, you're doing it again, but in your own way and where you're at now, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's meeting where where you're at. And we're getting that in the music. And again, like, do you, when, when I say this music, reminiscent of narrated for you does that make how does that make you feel
2: i don't know i think i read like an an interview or something of um or maybe i'm making this up but i was thinking about (laughs) like uh tyler joseph from 21 pilots he was talking about how i think he was talking about someone else was talking about i can't remember um how like when He'll go to like a friend's house or something and the parents will be like oh I love that one record that you did you know obviously with all the hits and stuff on it and it makes him feel like oh man like it makes him feel bad because that's not like where he's at now I don't know if that's actually true (laughs) so maybe I'm making that up but that's how it makes me feel (laughs) it makes me feel like I'm like I'm like oh man like I kind of feel like nostalgic for the person that I was when I made that album i also feel nostalgic for that period in time because it was such a different period in time you know like now everything has changed so much because of the pandemic and the way people discover music and the way you market music and i feel like i i could have i did a little bit i had to do a little bit less work on the social media side where it was just like so many more people were discovering music in a different way so you can kind of just put the music out there and sort of let people find it and now i have to be like listen to my song. <laughs> <laughs> here's my, here's a snippet of my song. Oh my, the, me and my best friend in my car, reacting to my song, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> I gotta do that. So, But, but here's what I'll tell you. you
1: t- you're you telling real stories and mm. they will always manage to find the ears that you need and want and desire. And I hope like, so. And, and also need that music. And on top of that, like, dude, you evolve and adapt like nobody's business. And, Many people may not know this, but like you are playing to people who are waiting online to go see other artists. Like Mm. you, you've been able to get out there and market yourself no matter what, no matter the fucking platform. Like before, it was parking lots, and today it's fucking TikTok.
2: Mm. How do you feel about TikTok? It's changed our lives. You guys like you like it. It's made our show much bigger. Okay, well that's great. So. I love Good. TikTok. In what way? Well,
1: uh, here's a stat. 83% of people listen to our podcast for the very first time this year, and the show's been around for
0: 17 years.
2: Okay, well, that's amazing yeah congratulations is it from the short form stuff that the clips that you post
0: yeah because people have no attention span so getting them to sit down and hear like an hour long interview not everyone's gonna do that so if we take different pieces throughout the entire interview put it on TikTok they get a little bit of everything but it
1: does drive back
0: how do you decide what the best pieces are
1: oh I Uh, mean this is this is like a behind the curtain but that's a Dan conversation I don't make those calls how do you do that it's a secret Okay, (laughs) all right. What do you think of the edits that are coming out for uh, Semi Therapist Therapy? I love those animated pieces.
2: Oh, I think they're great. I'm just reposting people's stuff though because I didn't make it. Of course, yeah. But but you guys are taking the stuff from the show that and like actually the thing for me that I think is really hard is like when you make music and stuff identifying the parts of the song well first identifying the song but also the parts of the song that people are going to want to create too you know because my mind doesn't work like that so i'm sitting there with all these these songs and these snippets i'm like well which one do i post and then i get nervous because you know in the past after after let me down slowly i got like you know before that i i kind of had nothing to lose so i was really not like i wasn't like worried about Mm. about anything so i kind of would just try stuff and if people didn't like I didn't have an audience but then after it I got nervous so I'm like well I don't want to put out a song if it's not going to work so then I started snipping too many parts of my songs and I gave the whole thing away before the album came out and then (laughs) and then it was like I like got the worst of both worlds none of them went viral and my fans had heard the entire record before it was released so I was like fuck so I I can't do that again so now I'm trying to figure out like well what parts of the songs do I put out what do I what do I use so that's what I've been doing. I found, like, a little snippet of this therapist song that, like, seemed to be, like, reactive, and now I'm just, like, I don't know, trying to make little videos of it all the time and without pissing people <laughs> That's where I'm at. It's genuinely working, but I think at the
1: end of the day, all you can do is what you do best, which is tell stories through music, right? Mm. And I do think that a lot of the other things ha- have a way to f- figuring itself out, right? Because mm. whether it's you finding the clip and giving it time and energy... Or it going out into the universe and, like, the people deciding what clip deserves, you know, yeah to be used how.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I tried on this record to just talk, like, about exactly the things that I was feeling. So they're not all, like, story songs, but they're all things that are pretty relevant to me right now. Like, I have a song that is called uh, Pick Me, um, which is about uh, dating apps. So it's like, <laughs> pick pick me. and then I have like some other like I don't know other songs like I have a song called uh love the ones who leave me which is like I always love the ones who leave me I feel like that's a pretty true statement so I hope people will relate to that well I hope they don't relate to it because it's kind of a sad thing to feel but I think other people go through that too so and then I have some story songs mixed in throughout the record yeah
1: Love the ones who leave me.
2: Yeah, I need to send it to you. I have songs that I still need to send to you. Yeah,
1: please.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's really sad, eh?
2: I guess. <laughs> well, if it's a hit, then it won't be so sad. <laughs> but but do you leave them or do they leave you? okay. All right. Everything Oh, uh, I
1: dropped a headset. Oh, it's okay.
2: Do you leave them or do they leave you? Well, I don't know. I feel like, hmm. I like gotta listen to this song again. I can't remember what, exactly what it's about. But, <laughs> but I don't know. There's something painful about you know when someone walks away from you and then you kind of like you kind of hang on to it for a while. And that's something that had happened to me throughout the year. So I feel like in some ways it is kind of reminiscent of the first project that I made, but in other ways it's different because it talks about like where I'm at right now. So that's one of the things that where I'm at right now. And then I guess, well, the therapist song too is a little bit about like social media as well because that kind of feels like one of the things that sent me to therapy. So <laughs> um, but that's great that, that you guys are finding that, that's crazy stat, that 83% of the people that have listened to to your show or what was the stat again?
1: It's 83% of people who listen to our podcast listen to the podcast for the first
2: time in 2023. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So are you finding it mo- mostly through like TikTok or through Reels or...
0: What is, what's the place? TikTok,
1: but it's not about... I know, but I'm just curious. You're so fascinated. <laughs> we're
0: we're yeah. having some success on Reels, but it's really TikTok that's doing it for us. Amazing. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't really know. Ask him. I okay,
2: well, I'm. I saw... I was watching the the Mike Posner and Black Bear episode through TikTok the other day, and it just came up on my feed, and I watched it because of that, so it's working. And it was really, really funny. I love that episode.
0: <laughs> that's what I try to do. I try to take the parts that are funny or exciting, and there's something like... Hate the word clickbaity about it. Mm. And that's what I post. And it worked. Okay. So well,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's like one of those <laughs> things you, that, you
1: always say this and you're so popular on TikTok. It actually no, makes yeah. no sense. No, you don't stop talking. No, I feel you're like You're very so, humble. Like well, it's no, really annoying. So I love a you. lot of my
2: stuff is like, like, um, I think that I need to figure out like how to do like better. Like personality content and do stuff that's like more branded to me as opposed to just like posting about my music. But I understand that. You yeah. just got to be you. Mm.
1: Remember, I've said that to you so many times over the years. And like, again, many people don't know your story. Like, your real first album mm. was delivered to a record label that you were signed to. And once you gave it to them, they just decided to throw it
2: away. Yeah. Yeah. But I ended up I ended up holding on to some of those songs anyways, which is like Water Fountain? Yeah, I held on to Water Fountain. I had a song called 1994
1: that so I So to. That it makes its so way um, into narrated for you. Yes you did it that does. with John Bellion?
2: Uh almost did it with John Bellion. He produced like the first version of it, but we didn't end up doing it together. But oh. I ended up writing a song with him for his album. Um, which was awesome, and then I ended up getting to go on tour with him, um, which was really, really cool, and, like, my first tour experience as well. My first time on a tour bus was with John and his Lean Down in Brooklyn, isn't that you? Yes. Yeah, you know, I still, to this day, I don't really know exactly what the lyrics were because I didn't really finish them in the studio, but it sounds, like, close enough to, like, real words in the track. So the <laughs> lyrics are what ultimately everyone wrote on Genius were the lyrics but I don't know exactly what I was trying to say in the song (laughs) it was close enough (laughs) um but that was cool that was like the first song that I ever did with someone else um and then yeah after that I just kind of like but you fought to get your music back I did I and I and I ultimately did get it back and that was cool um I feel like all this
1: leads to you being incredibly humble uh
2: I don't know if I consciously am that way, but I feel I guess I just I guess I just never I feel like I still have a lot to prove. So, yeah, I still I'm not really where I'm where I want to be. I'd like to get to I'd like to play arenas at some point, you know. And I feel like every day I kind of wake up and I'm like, "Okay, how am I going to get to that next level?" You know, I'm hoping I have a song on this next body of work that gets me to where I, I want to be, but I'm I'm not sure if it's if it's on there or not, but I hope so.
1: What goal did you set before you started even making anything for what whatever it is that comes next?
2: Um, yeah, the goal I set was I'd like to in like the next two, three years. Like I'd love to play, I mean, I want to play The Garden at some point. That would be cool. Uh, I want to play like Staples Center or, you know, The Bowl. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, based off of the music that I've made up until this point, including this record, will be like enough to kind of get me to that point.
1: Are you setting creative goals?
2: Goals creatively? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I, I wanted to tell a few more. There are some stories that I wanted to tell. That's a good question. Are there creative goals that I set for myself? Hmm. Well, I think that the goals creatively I have have always been the same from from the start, which is like I want to tell stories and I want to talk about things that are true to me. And then sort of I'm hoping that I'm, I'm able to sort of like with each album grow a little bit and do that a little bit better so that I can ultimately, like, you know, grow my audience, I guess. I don't know. I hope that I make good enough songs so that enough people want to listen to them so that I can fill seats in a room and sing them for people. Um, I guess the creative goal that I wanted with this record was just to be as honest as possible and also I guess I wanted to try some new stuff production wise so I wanted to try a new sound. I didn't want it to just sort of be strictly like me and an acoustic guitar and me with a piano and uh, I wanted to have a few more up tempos on the record. And I've never really had any of those. So that was one thing creatively that I wanted to do. And try like a new vocal sound as well. So I'm it's not just sort of like no reverb, like my voice just like front and center. It's mm. sort of like my voice is like a little takes up occupies a little bit more space in the track. And I worked with new producers that I haven't worked with before. So on this next song I have coming out is a guy that I've never worked with. His name is Jordy Peleg, who I have not worked with before. And then there's a production duo named Stargate, who I work with for the yeah. first time. They produce a lot of the songs on the record. And then a few others here and there. So that was new for me. So and what so- are you doing?
1: Are you going to them with a song? Or are you going into the
2: studio to write something? Sometimes I go in with okay my process for this record has been different from the other ones but I think that musically kind of what I what happens is is you know I will with my hands and my the way that my hands feel on the guitar and the way that my hands feel on the piano I always like naturally go to the same place for some reason over time just like the musical ideas that I have they feel like a little redundant to me so I wanted to go and work with new people who would I walk into the studio and I have like a bunch of lyric ideas so I'll sit at the computer and I wrote down like you no know, 150 200 300 like lyric ideas song ideas and then I'll be like can you just play me some Play me some music things, and then they'll like cycle through some music ideas, and then I'll be like, okay, like this title would work over this, this title work over mm. this, and so for this last song, I had the title in my um, on my laptop. Like I sent my therapist to therapy, and I was like, that would be cool if I could find the right musical pairing for it. Um, and uh, when I walked into the studio, um, my friend Jordy played this track and I was like this is the track that's gonna fit this lyric and so then I kind of like was like okay can you just run that for 30 minutes and he just ran the track for 30 minutes and was building it and as he was building it I was coming up with lyrics and trying to sculpt the song around the track so in the past I hadn't always done it that way but this time it was a different approach
1: so are you conditioned to do a session like that only after writing as many songs as you have because you've done something that a few artists have done but like you wrote a song every day Mm. for
2: like almost every day
1: for like how many i mean like 100 like hundreds of days
2: well i try it for this record or just for all No, of it them? just in in life um well, this this record I wrote about 130 songs. Holy shit! Exactly. But it wasn't every day. It was like, yeah, but that's only impressive if they end up being good. <laughs> if I wrote that yeah, many songs, you, and they're you not have good. amazing
1: songs that I feel like don't like. Dude, this one off the top of my head is Nuclear
2: Winter. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's an old one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know so yeah. many old ones. You have yeah. so many great ones. Thank you. So many good ones. Well, hopefully I pick the right ones. Hopefully I pick the right ones because there's so many. But maybe one day I'll just do like an album of B sides and put out all the songs that I never released. I, I think you'd
1: be really surprised by the response.
2: I, you know what? Maybe and then I'd be like, oh damn, I should have put like this one out or whatever. I have a bunch of demos online that I see a lot of times. Like my fans will ask me to be like, oh, can you put this one out? Or maybe that's kind of the next thing that I do is work on all the songs that I've put out over the years on YouTube that people wanted to hear that I just never finished. Knife that would in be, my back. I, I see people. i it all the time. Yo. Maybe <laughs> Maybe I should finish that for the... I was thinking... That was the one I was thinking about in my head, too. Have you heard that song? No. Okay, well, maybe I should finish it. But I don't know. They're just like... I try to go through and pick the best ones, but it's hard for me. Because, like, I'm not making the music for me. I'm making it for the, the potential audience. So I don't always pick them pick em right. But my sister picked this next one, so she's in the she's ba- back behind. She's in here. Yeah, so hopefully she did it. Uh, hopefully she picked the right one.
1: Family yeah. is a big through line to what you
2: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still live at home, so... They they can't get rid of me. I'm trying, <laughs> or they're trying. <laughs> um, They've yeah, been family, trying for a minute now. Family's like the most important thing for me. I feel, yeah, it is a big through line. It is a big through line. There, they help me. My mom helps me pick all my songs, and now my sister's sort of helping me, kind of get my my stuff together so that I can get this music out. And she's helping me do everything. Um, that is so the right move. I think so. I like it yeah. Good. It's amazing. Like I, on the nose, super healthy. I think uh I should have been doing it for a while but it's I feel okay good about it.
1: But also like dude, your parents and your family have been a part of your career from the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. y- you have sat on this couch before and like thanked your dad for driving you to a, a bunch of different places.
2: Yeah, he drove me down to LA yesterday. That's the worst part I feel He Still him. drives you. But <laughs> yeah. <you've> been driving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you for, living like, in 10 Orange years. County is like just driving back and forth all the time. It can be it can be a pain, but I like yeah. I like living at home. It feels good. It feels good. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to move out at some point, get my, get my own place. Okay, I've been
1: hearing this for a while. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I think you've been saying this every time you come on our show for like five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's still the same. It's still the same, but I'm, I'm excited about, about putting, putting this music out and, and seeing what happens. And hopefully I'll, I'll get to tour it pretty soon, but I kind of cleared my schedule so that I would be able to just release the music and make the TikToks and hang out, and sort of do the thing, be present while I'm releasing music. Because in the past, it's hard to do everything at once. You know, while you're you're touring, while you're writing songs, while you're releasing songs, like, I wanted to be here. I wanted to—and I felt felt like up until this point, too, I hadn't really made a music video that I was proud of. And I think the music video that I made for this song is going to be really good.
1: Is that true? You've never been proud of any of the other music videos you put out?
2: Not really, no. I never felt comfortable, like, being on camera so this is the first time where I felt like oh I made something where I look I can watch it and not be like oh I did that like or oh I like I did this move or whatever I felt like comfortable in front of the camera which is what, exciting for me. What changes? I've just made so many bad ones that ultimately I just feel comfortable in front of the camera now. (laughs) I kind of know what doesn't look good and what looks good. Also, what changes is that in the past, like as I've been making music videos, I've gotten treatments for them and come up with ideas for them while I'm doing a million other things. And this time I was like, I just want to be at home and kind of like focus on each individual thing so I can put 100% into it. So how are you narrowing down records though? You wrote over 100 for this album and you Mm -hmm. were only getting how many? 12. That's crazy. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Maybe more, I don't know <laughs> I, I think 12, yeah 12 Wait,
1: who like, I, who's listening to all this I music? I send them you? to you,
2: I send some of them to you Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Dude, I, I wonder, there was a feature you sent me Is that going to be on there? Or there's a collaboration, sorry I have two collaborations that will be on there But I don't remember which one I sent you But probably, yeah, that will be on there Oh, That's something creatively that I've been pushing myself to do more Is collaborate with not only other producers But other artists as well
1: So Why now? What held you back before?
2: Um, collaborating with other artists is, is, really intimidating. Working with people that you're a fan of, it can be really scary. And I was too scared to do it. I didn't feel like I was, um, in the right place to do it. It just has, like, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot. I get, I get really nervous and anxious and I have high anxiety. And this is, like, the first time I've been able to just push myself past that point to get into the studio and do it, you know? It's, like, hard to tell another artist that you really admire, um, you know, it's scary to go in a room and tell them, like, your ideas. Yeah, so this is the first time I felt comfortable enough to do it.
1: it, Confidence? What what fuels that
2: confidence? I don't know. I just felt like it was time to try something different. So maybe it wasn't confidence that that's what pushed me into doing it. It just felt like it was time to try something new. And I just wanted, I was excited about trying something different and working with new people and getting new perspectives. So even though I was nervous about it, I was just like ready to do it.
1: What do you learn from these new perspectives?
2: Um, well, everyone, the artists that I work with, they have a very different process from me. So trying to figure out how I fit into that process was kind of difficult, but I learned that there's diff- different ways to approach, you know, writing, writing a song. Like sometimes i I work with, um, people who will just put on a track and then I'm very like, I get into the studio. I'm very like, okay, like, let me just write in my notebook and give me an hour and then I'll show you what I come up with. And then other people are like, okay, here's a mic. The song is playing, like just singing, singing the first thing that comes to your mind, and I'm like, oh shit, like that's that's pretty scary. But I tried it, and I did it on this, on this, uh, on this project. So. Really? Yeah, but in front of like, and sometimes people like they have like a little bit of a posse in the studio too, so it's like you have to do your thing in front of them and that's like a little scary as well. And Alex Benjamin does not have a posse That's not. his parents. No, I just roll with my sister, and my sister. my dad, yeah. <laughs> and I, I normally don't let other people in the studio, you know, it's like, because it's a very, I don't know, when you walk and you're like, hey, I want to write a song about sending my therapist to therapy, you know, sometimes people are like, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is weird. But it's like a very personal thing totally. to, to go open up your notepad and be like, these are the things that I wrote down. This is what I'm going through. The you most know?
1: vulnerable thing a human being can do.
2: Yeah. So I think that's what was holding me back from working with other artists. It's like when you, especially when you have someone that you're a big fan of and you're you're kind of just there, and then you have to open up your notepad and be like, hey, here's the things that I was thinking might be cool for a song. It's like, it's a scary thing to do, but it felt like it's something that I needed to do now. I think I need to do it even more than I've done it on this record, so hopefully, like, more collaborations will be coming in the future.
1: I mean, you have to learn from these situations, right? Like, you yeah. push yourself out of your comfort zone.
2: Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot, and I think that that's reflected in, in the music.
0: Did working with Dream in the past make these collabs any easier? <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: maybe maybe a little bit no b- i'll tell you why not b- because working with dream was something that i was able to do still like by myself in a room and then send it to him and then mm-hmm. have him do his thing because we did it at that point he hadn't revealed his face and he was in florida not in california so the collaboration part of the, of the process was was easier because it was done like it wasn't done together it was virtual so, yeah mm-hmm. but i'm i'm assuming that if we had done it one-on-one it might have might have you know helped me a little bit, but the way that we that came together was like not, not the same way that I did these new ones.
1: You went into the studio. You've been in yes. London too.
2: I was in London. Yeah. To work with who? Um, I went back to the UK to write with a songwriter that I had worked with um, a lot uh, when I was younger. Um, when I was younger, basically, I I wanted to get involved in music, but my parents. Were supportive but they didn't really know how to help me and they didn't really have... my parents are not in entertainment so they were like well, you kind of got to figure it out so I was sending like messages on Wikipedia to people who had collaborated and contributed to projects that I was a fan of and there was a songwriter named Sasha who I had reached out to online when I was like 14 15 and he um, heard my music and started bringing me back and forth from Arizona to London to like mentor me and teach me how to write songs and um, I went back to the UK to work with him for about a week um, and then I worked with some other songs Songwriters as well, um, like maybe four months ago, five months ago.
1: Wow! Yeah,
2: what is that like to work with somebody that you worked with at the very beginning? It's awesome. It's it's great that we still have a relationship and that we can still make music together. And like, what was it like? Well, um, I think the title track for the record, um, I wrote all. I wrote with him, so it was good. It was really good. It's nice to. I don't know when I when I become friends with people and I find people that. I connect with I like, to keep them in my life, so.
1: W- was he a part of the last album?
2: I'm happy that, that I'm still friends with you guys, yeah, <laughs> Was he part of the last album? Yeah, He. I wrote a song with him called Hill I Will Die On. Oh. Um, and then... Um, great record. I did, I wrote a song with him called Paper Crown. That was, like, one of the first songs I made when I was, like, 18, 19. So good. Um, so I've I've made, like, a song or two with him since, um, for each record.
1: It's giving the right balance of... Roots and pushing yourself out of comfort like the right amount of comfort and discomfort. Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think making an album is always like a scary thing It's always like I feel always scared and uncomfortable like putting out new music because I always have this expectation of I always have this sort of like feeling of what I want the music to be and how i wanted it to perform and how i wanted it to be perceived and i have like in my head of like okay this is what i think it's going to be when people hear it and then when you put it out you have to reconcile that with like how it's actually received and so that's kind of like a weird you know it's kind of a weird thing so i'm always scared before i put out new music it's always like a weird time for me as i'm releasing songs to even to talk about them too i'm always scared like i wake up every day i'm like damn, I hope this does well, or I hope people like it, or I hope it's received in the way that I want it to.
1: Did you have be. those same feelings around narrative for you?
2: For about everything I put out. Because I feel like with art, um, it's like, you don't always, um, I don't really feel like I'm making anything. I feel like I'm just sort of like taking different elements and sort of like manipulating the context around them and putting presenting them to people. So it's like, I've taken like my voice or I've taken like these lyrics or like this sonic palette and I've added these ingredients and then you're showing it to people. And, um, you know, you hope that your perception of what those things are is like as close to reality as possible. So, um, because like, you know, if you don't, if it's not, then like you have to know like what colors you're painting with, you know what I mean? So, um, and then if you put it out and the world doesn't see it the way that you thought they were going to see it, you have to, question like your whole view of the world you're like oh man maybe I what did I get wrong here and then it's like oh I've been looking at this wrong for like two years like damn I gotta reassess and that's kind of a scary thing because when you put it out then you find out like if your assumption was correct or not
1: well why do you have to assume or have expectations
2: that's just who I am (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't know I'm not sure but I do Uh, and so yeah I hope that I hope that it kind of finds its way in a way that I want it to.
1: They're incredible records, and great you. great art and great music
2: always finds its
1: way to the people
2: that need it. I hope so. I mean, it's uh, true. I, yeah, if not, I gotta go, I'll go back to the drawing board and make another album. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, it's it's what I gotta do. I just keep making songs. But yeah, every time I put it out, I think it's, every time I make another record, I think it's gonna be easier or it's gonna be less scary or whatever, and it kind of find that it's never, it's always, like, just as scary every time you put a lot of work into it, and yeah,
1: I don't know. I give you a lot of credit for like doing the most different, like going and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and working with a bunch of different producers and artists. And that's thanks. Yeah.
0: I tried. It was, it it's was, a, it was a scary thing to do, but fun. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Did your label actually tell you that I sent my therapist to therapy was not commercial enough?
2: Not in a way. Yeah, in a way. But you know, also like, yeah, sort of. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they said it had too many words yeah straight up i don't want to throw anyone under the bus but yeah they said well, I mean, you had put t- it on tiktok they, had, I they said it had too many words i knew well i kind of like i knew that i wanted to put it out on december 8th and i was like look i'm gonna like i'm gonna put this stuff up like I, I think it's probably gonna people are gonna like it and then when they did they were like okay you can put it out but yeah they were like it wasn't their pick for like the single but it looks like right now it's the one that i've put out that seems to be doing the best but who knows who knows we'll find out on friday listen to it
0: (laughs) where did the idea for that song start
2: okay so i went to um i've been going to therapy it's one of the things i've been doing for for this year um since i'm home and i have the time and i'm trying to sort of take care of my mental health and i went to i also saw a psychiatrist and um, i try to be like as honest with them as possible and then sometimes when i i say things i think like I can kind of see in their eyes, like, oh, maybe I said too much, you know? (laughs) And then you realize, you start to realize, like, they're also human as well. So I'm sure, like, they have their own sort of, they're probably like, oh, man, this kid, this kid's messed up. (laughs) And I was thinking, like, I wonder who they talk to, you know? So I'm wondering if, and so I just made up this story about, like, you know, I went into my therapist's office, even though I do therapy on Zoom, and my therapist was like, hey, I can I can help you. You can tell me anything. So then I really opened up and said all the things that I wanted to say, and then they were like, wait, that's worse than we thought. <laughs> and then they go to a therapist. And then at the end of the song, I guess people will find out if they listen to the song, but it's uh the therapist. You run into him at, at a store, and he's like, oh, actually, um, I went to a therapist, and my therapist told me and now everyone's going to therapy. So you send your therapist to therapy and then he goes to see a therapist and that therapist ends up having to go to therapy and then it's like happens, you know, that's, that's the song. But I guess I had one encounter with my therapist where I had said something where I thought, oh, maybe I crossed the line there. And, you know, you expect them to be like, you know, they're not, they're not, you expect them like, oh, they're not going to judge you or whatever. Not that I, maybe they didn't, but, you know, they're also people too. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they have to talk to someone as well. And I'm probably some of the things that they, they hear things that you say probably weigh on them too
1: we're all human and it's crazy that they say that that's not commercial because that song is incredibly relatable
2: well you know when I made it I didn't know if it was gonna be relatable but I guess like I just can only talk about the things that that I know so I hope that I hope yeah is it did you yes, did you, I'm did telling you, you, you just did gotta you, gotta ever, keep you ever being have yourself. a moment in therapy where you're like totally oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have dude my therapist
1: <laughs> like one time like told me something insane like it, I kind of have to black it out because I don't see them anymore. But, like, essentially, like, how my reality was just in-
2: extreme. Okay. And like, then did he say that he had to go to therapy? <laughs> it seemed
1: like he was going. Okay. He was giving that
2: energy. Well, I sometimes it surprises you the things that people relate to. So, like, I had a song on my last album called Devil Doesn't Bargain that I didn't think should be a single, and I didn't put it out as a single, and then it was the one that did the best. So, you never know. Is there a story on this next album that's, I mean the
1: most intricate or like maybe I don't know, like you can maybe hear it as one thing but really means another.
2: Hmm. There might be. Can I look through my list of songs on my yeah. album? Is that allowed? Um I bet you there is. Maybe. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> album. I have the this list of songs by the and way, you can record? listen
1: to uh, Alex music on Amazon Music. Oh
2: yeah, I have one song. Yeah, you can listen to my my songs on Amazon Music. I have one uh, <laughs> song called "The Arsonist." That sounds like it's maybe about um, a relationship, but it really is about my mom. Where I got into a fight with my mom, and then uh, I kind of like blamed it on her, even though I knew it was my fault. And um, when you listen to the song, it sounds like maybe it's about like a relationship. With, you know, a significant other, but really it was for my mom. And then when I played it for my management for the first time when I was going in and showing them the record, um, my mom was listening to it. And then I said, I told everybody and she didn't know it was about her either. And then she knew. And is so, she the arsonist? No, I was. Oh. It's like, cause it's like the song is like, it's like, uh, I feel like it, in an, what an arsonist does is a lot of times they'll, they'll burn something down and then they won't take responsibility for it. And that's what I felt like I did, you know? I burned it, I burned it to the ground, and then I was like, it wasn't me, you did it, you started the fire, but I really started the fire. So that's something, that's a song that's about something that maybe when you listen to it the first time, you wouldn't know what it's truly about, but that's what it was about. And that was like my apology to my mom for that time.
1: How did you document inspiration for that? Like, was it immediately after the fight? Was it a couple days after the fight that
2: you- I wrote the song like three months later. Whoa. Did you have ideas sketched down? And I just had that title, The Arsonist, and I just liked the way that the words sounded, and then I kinda of figured out what it meant to me afterwards. And as I wrote it, I'm like, oh, this could be about that. And then it helped me kind of put the rest of the song together. So
1: Interesting. What yeah. how'd your mom feel?
2: Oh, she appreciated it. She probably would probably it probably would have been nice if I would have just apologized a little bit sooner, but I feel like <laughs> the song is like it's like an it's like, I don't know. I think she she accepted my apology, so that's good. I think she likes it.
1: That's healthy. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs>
0: well, we, we didn't really touch on the dating app song. Oh yeah. Is that about you having success or no success on dating apps?
2: Uh, it's about me um well, would you say you've had success? Um I'm still single, so no. <laughs> but I just try to talk about some of the things that people, you know, people experience when they use dating apps. Like the first part of the song is like, I talk about like, is it lying if I add a couple inches to my height, say I'm 5'11", when I'm really 5'9", I'm 5'10", by the way, just so <laughs> you guys know. But yeah, that I put that in the beginning of the song. And then like the pre-course is like, we can say that we met at a party or at the park, you know, kind of those things. And then, yeah, it's just about like people's experiences. You know, I feel like that's how people meet other people now. So, have I had success? I've met some really, really awesome people online, um, but I haven't found the, the one for me yet. So,
1: knock on wood,
2: knock, knock on wood. that log. Yes. Yeah, knock on wood. Maybe, maybe one day soon. I mean, I probably got to move out of my parents' house first. S- <laughs> slow and steady. <laughs> yeah. you know? She's like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the next move, um, but no, I have, I, I, I've have you. Are you in a relationship? Uh,
0: depends on the day. Ooh. Wow. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. What, what about today? <laughs> what about what about today? Uh, d- d- you know, it depends on the day, but no, I'm not on dating apps because I just think it's so awkward to meet someone and then like have to see them in person and have like an awkward conversation. Like mm. I'm just not about that. It's I like to meet people through other people in person.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I liked liked the process of meeting people this year because um, when I would go into the studio and I would talk so much about myself and like reveal so much about myself while I'm writing a song, it was nice to go out and meet somebody for dinner and kind of just hear about someone else's life. And that was inspiring for me for music. And it felt like it took the pressure off me so I could just kind of ask questions and be like, you know, where are you from? And, you know. I was okay with it. It was That's less. Nice. It was. It's less awkward than a songwriting session. So, mm-hmm. so but I, I feel you. Do you it think a lot be. of
0: these did, did a lot of these people you were going on date dates with today know you were Alec Benjamin?
2: I think I'm like, uh, you know, like I'm no, <laughs> no, yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not Justin Bieber. So, <laughs> I mean, <you> <laughs> are, but I think no, not really. Like I, I don't know. I didn't really talk about it what didn't really come up i just got to ask other people questions and kind of listen and that was nice i i would play some people music though be like what do you think about this song or that song to see like you know oh, that's cool maybe that would maybe that would help but, <laughs> well, like well not like with the date but like you know maybe they would help me pick some songs out so that was nice to like have people who are objective who didn't know me be like what do you think about this you know sometimes people are like i don't really like your music very much and i'm like oh. <laughs> Okay, Jesus. that'll be a great first <laughs> date sick i'm like actually i didn't make this my friends i'm just kidding like i was just like this is you know um but it was i think a lot of the songs that i made on this album are about just the process of meeting new people too because in you know when during the pandemic i didn't really get to meet anybody and then i'm always working so i hadn't really like gone out a lot and this last year is something that i it a little bit more than i've than I've done in the past, and I had a really nice time meeting people have had met some great people, so yeah, special <laughs> yeah what is <laughs> no, like you're out there meeting people yeah, even if it's good. not
1: like a forever thing, you know impressions like even having a moment with somebody has the ability to like really shape who we are yeah, I have a lot of songs on my album about it, so. <laughs> you should listen to the album and also when is it coming? Is there a date?
2: Uh gonna you know, pro hopefully in May. Hopefully in May, yeah. What? Hopefully May We have it's, to wait uh, for a long a time. Wait, I'll pr- wait, try to what? put out like a single every month. Wait, I thought you were actually joking. Wait, no we have to wait till May? Well I'm gonna put out like music every month. Okay. And then- yeah, I'll hopefully put it out in May. May's not that far away. I'll yeah, it's pretty close you know to be here. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy how fast time goes. I can't believe I've already made four records. Yeah, that's crazy. How wild is that?
1: No, dude, sometimes I'm like, oh, it feels like yesterday that I saw you in a coffee shop playing like... yeah. I don't know, like 20 people? I'm going to
2: do more of that this summer, hopefully. I'm not really going to tour a lot, but I'm going to hopefully um, do like a few small shows in America and then some other places um, before the album comes out, and then I'll probably tour a lot in the winter, but in the summer, I'm going to do like some small shows, and maybe I'll go back to the coffee shop. That's crazy.
0: Mm. I'll remember but that day forever. Me too. You should, do, you should <laughs> do some small shows in London at the end of May. Are you going to be there? Yeah, we may. Okay. So we just you may? <laughs> yeah, we may. Oh, we may. I think, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I might. I'm, I think, I'm thinking I will. <laughs> Let's
1: purposefully cross our trips. Okay, cool. By the way, the last time we were in London... Do you remember you were at Nessa Barrett's show? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's
2: right. Were you and, there? Yes. Yeah, why don't we Did, see we, you? we didn't see each other. <laughs>
1: no, we heard, which is so weird, because, like, the venue's, like, I don't know, the weirdest. She,
2: she was awesome. I've, yeah, never, I've never seen her perform before, and I really like her music, but I didn't know that you were there. No, yeah, so.
1: there was no service, and I was, we were trying to text, and then it was very
2: weird. I thought, what were you doing in London just for the show?
1: Yeah, I went all the way to London. To Did see you? That's a parrot. No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no offense, I would fly to London for Unessa. That's at why any I was. <laughs> no, we uh, every May we're a part of the Ivers, which is a very prestigious. Oh yeah, the award
2: show. Award show, yeah. For oh, amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, we d- we handle the coverage for Amazon Music, and it'll be on the Amazon Music Twitch channel. So. Okay, amazing.
0: Well, the show was awesome. Is that why you you flew to London to see Nessa, though, right? I went to write and then found out she was
2: playing, so I went to go see her. Good show. It was really,
0: really cool. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. Can you come
2: back for the album then? Because I don't want to, like— I'll be there. I'll be there. We'll meet again at another Nessa Barrett show in London.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is interesting. You're a part of this AI thing. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. John Legend, Troye Sivan, Sia, Charlie XCX, Demi Lovato, Charlie Puth, and you. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're lending your voice to technology for me as a normal person to do what?
2: Um, So I'm I'm not really exactly sure. Uh, The project is really new and it's kind of like an experimental thing that YouTube is doing. But they're doing it like it's like a beta program with a few artists. And they are basically like they're using my voice um, to uh, basically you can just ask the AI to use my voice to like write a song. And it will write a song with my voice and then it will sing it back to you. It's kind of crazy. I have used it a couple times, and it's wild. But I felt like, you know— Or the tech- songs. The songs are—they're songs. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely a song. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> it's writing it in my voice. So I'm not even thinking about whether or not, like, I would listen to it or whatever. But it's—they're it's, it's on, they're only 30-second snippets. So they're not, like, full songs that you can really stream or whatever. But um, I just figured, you know, the technology is changing, and it's going to happen anyway. So I might as well—might as well be a part of it, sort of kind of figure out how people are going to use it but i haven't really figured it out yet but yeah other people are there's a few influencers that have access to the program and they can just type in like hey write a song about whatever and use
0: Alex's voice and and it'll do it so are are you worried about what's going to come out of it like some of these songs
2: yeah i am (laughs) uh but i think that it's like I, I'm going to find out anyway so I might, as well, I might as well see what happens you know maybe the next time I'm here I will be an AI version of me who knows <laughs> who knows I'm not sure where AI is headed but it's pretty crazy what what's happening with technology and I kind of want to be like one of the first people to figure out like where it's where it's headed where it's going so that I can kind of use it and also on this like last project I've I used like chat gbt and stuff to help like prompt ideas it didn't give me like full song ideas or full lyric ideas but I could be like I could type in like a lyric and be like I'm stuck here Where should it go? go next and it would give me some ideas that maybe I wouldn't necessarily use but spark something in my brain to Good. be like oh let's try maybe I could go down this path so I'm, I'm really interested in where AI is it's headed. like being able
1: to brainstorm with people but yeah. there's no people
2: yeah well it, it is they're right yes they're not like physically there with you but I feel like the way that our brains work is very similar to how AI works you know because it's like AI is trained on a data set and then it will take that data and create something so it's like it's not just one person but it's a million people it's the data from millions of people, and it's giving you ideas with that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's how our brains work, too. Like, if you're coming up with melodies or whatever, you know, they're, like, little bits and pieces of things that you've heard along the way in your life, and that's sort of, like, amalgamated through, like, some sort of unconscious process, and then it comes out. You know, that's why sometimes you'll be like, you'll sing something, you'll be like, oh... That's you can immediately identify like, oh, man, I got to change that because it's too close to this song that I heard the other day or whatever. But um, I feel like kind of that's like AI is kind of doing the same process. So, I mean, I don't really know, but it'll be interesting to see where it's headed. But it's cool to be involved in, in the process. Yeah, it is. sick
0: Have you used ChatGPT for anything? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not,
2: like, in work,
0: just, like, well, messing just around. around. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, wait, I had to send an email once, and I didn't know how to write the email, so I used chat, chat GPT to kind of like, give me an outline. How to yeah. deny a guest politely? Uh, you know, I think, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's
1: like, how to say no to somebody in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah. I, cause, and well, was it good? Yeah, I think we kind of used the outline, and we, like, rearranged some things, but we basically used that. It's really smart. It's what it's there for.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty cool. So, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, it's, like, my first sort of foray into AI stuff with music and honestly, like, when it made the song with my voice, it was kind of crazy. It was, like, actually pretty good. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of wild. It's like, man, I spent all this time on a record. I could have just, <laughs> no, just kidding.
1: Different Kind of Beautiful is one of the songs we have now. Yes, yeah. Where does that song come from? Is that a person that?
2: Yeah, it's about a person that I thought who was, I thought they were really beautiful. Water Fountain and, Girl. Yeah, and I just said that on TikTok, <laughs> but but sort of, um, but yeah, no, it's just about someone that I saw who I thought was really pretty, and I was just afraid to to tell them. So that's what I wrote the song about. Yeah, pretty mm. simple, pretty simple song. But I thought it was like a good, I thought it was a good song to lead with because production wise, it's different from stuff I've done in the past.
1: Is there a story you're telling with this new album, top to bottom?
2: Mm, it's not like a concept album but I think it's just a story of where I'm at in my life right now. Do you have a name for it? I do, but I can't say it. It's a secret.
1: Listen to to Alec Benjamin's music, the stuff that's out now, plus the entire catalog is on Amazon Music. Thoughts?
0: Well, you said I sent my therapist to therapy. You said it's a sequel to Boy in the Bubble, but you also said Mm. it's a cousin to Mine as a Prisoner. Yeah, that's true. How do they all relate and intertwine?
2: They're all just about... You know, I think "Boy in the Bubble" has to do with like past trauma, and then "Mind as a Prison" has to do with like being stuck inside your own head. These are all things and all reasons why I've gone to therapy. <laughs> so they feel like they're all. I related. get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, "Boy in the Bubble's is really good. Thank you. It's about like not under- like being able to understand and sympathize for somebody who's essentially a bully.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. That's what it's about. And I guess like you know, this going to th- you go to therapy for a lot of different reasons, but some of it is past trauma. Starts at so, the beginning, yeah. Starts at the beginning, so yeah, they're re- it's related in that way.
1: Yeah, because that leads into being lost in your own fucking head. That's really interesting. Who points that out?
2: You or fans? Oh, well, my fans pointed it out, and then I'm just kind of going off of it. And well then, done, yeah. You know, yeah, they they crush it. They, crush- they do a well good done. job. Oftentimes, I can't see the connections between a lot of these things, and then people point it out to me, and I'm like, oh, that. That makes sense. You are amazing.
0: You good? Yeah. Good. You sure? <laughs> no, I just remember you were also saying like, and I don't know what this is, but "Boy in the Bubble" was reminding people of "Gotcha," "Gotcha." Oh yeah, yeah. What,
2: what I don't that? know. I didn't know what "Gotcha" was, <laughs> but apparently it's like a really big thing on TikTok, and a lot of people like they discovered my music through like the little storylines that they made on this thing called "Gotcha" and like Roblox and stuff like that. And I realized that you know if you if you put that. In your TikTok, it a lot of people see it, <laughs> <laughs> so I use it a lot. <laughs> yeah, we should be doing that. This yeah. is where yeah. my, gotcha. my brain is at. It's like it's one of the reasons why, like, I feel like lately, especially now too, I feel like I'm so. I, have, I find it hard to focus on, like, a lot of things at once, but, like, lately my focus has just been, like, how do I promote this music, and that's, like, where my head is at, so when you're asking me questions about other things, I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about any of this shit, like, and I should be, but <laughs> my head is, like, how do I get this song to go viral on TikTok? Hashtag gotcha. And it's, and it's, yeah, hashtag gotcha, but, like, that's <laughs> where my head is at, that's why I'm, my, my brain is, like, so slow lately, it's, like, the only thing I'm thinking about is, like, how do I promote this music, because I put so much into it, and I really want it to be successful, and so I know that if I don't really, like, sort of, if I don't lead the way, and I don't post the songs and I don't do the things that I need to do like it's people aren't gonna hear it that's where my brain is at right
0: now do you feel like playing like opening for John Mayer does that help your audience grow like do you see the numbers go didn't hurt
2: it? didn't hurt <laughs> but I think uh it's not like we don't have the exact same audience mm-hmm. um so I think that like for me that was a great thing for me to do but it wasn't necessarily like um I mean I also only did eight shows so like it was a lot of people, but it wasn't the thing that's gonna break the break the dam down. Mm-hmm. So I think it didn't hurt. It was awesome, but I think most, yeah, it helped. It helped. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot more work to be done. Always. Mm-hmm.
1: Just keep being yourself and keep telling the stories and making music that's true to you. I'm gonna try. I promise you, everything else is gonna fall into place. I
2: hope so. <laughs> you don't see <laughs> no, I'm nervous all. right now. I'm nervous. But well, why like, should have so much success though? What? like why are you nervous? I don't know. Just when you make songs and you you're gonna, you know, put children to people for the first time, it's nerve wracking.
1: Art is vulnerable, sharing is vulnerable, yeah. it's scary.
2: But just, I'm just scared.
1: That's okay. You are loved. I appreciate it. And you, you are appreciated for your honesty and respected for your honesty. Thank you. <laughs> really appreciate you.
2: Thank you guys for having me. You good? Yeah. I'm good. That's all I got. I got <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just scared and nervous but excited, so I hope that people like the music. Thanks for having me.
1: You're truly one of my favorite people on this planet.
2: The feeling is is mutual. I'm going to give you a gift. This, oh, yeah? This is for you. <laughs> Throw it <was> to me. <sighs> Here we go. Yeah,
1: take that with you.
2: Okay. Well, all right. I don't want to keep it. I don't want to keep your stuff. No, but that's, like, but that's, the, well, that's the opposite of a gift. All dude. right, thank you. He, he I will. Did, he just said, no, I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, I said, here's a gift. He no, said, throw it to me. I you looked don't... at it, and then you were like, actually, no, I'm good. No, I like it. He's cool. Thank you. Thank he's you been in my much. life for many years. Thank you. How long have you had him? I mean, he's been
1: around maybe 10 years. I know.
2: That's why I feel like I No, but like,
1: to... you care carry him with you
2: how about through this album process and the next time i see you i'll bring him back
1: the traveling troll yeah i like that all right that's goodwill just rub that rub that log real quick
0: this log yeah yeah just
1: good things are, good, <laughs> good things yeah. are coming
0: a weird things happen up there <laughs> hey, man, awesome thanks
2: guys yeah. <laughs> appreciate it amazing
0: <laughs> it's the zach sang show